Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Inks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib. Thomas Carinante is off. I'm not sure how we keep doing this, but we do. Thursday night, Field of Dreams. Perfect setting. Beautiful evening for the game of baseball. Objectively, a good night for baseball. Rob Manfred pulled off a big one. This was huge. This was gorgeous. This sets the tone for a great future for the game. The Yankees had nothing to do with a victory in this game for about three and a half hours. Down 7-4 in the ninth. I don't think any of us would have been that upset if Andrew Heaney had just blown up a baseball game. And yet, and yet, somehow in the span of 10 minutes, we went right back into the worst loss of the season conversation. So I think it's time to do a breakdown of exactly where this ranks. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review. Along with a mailbag question, we will be more than happy to answer that. I, I mean, no, I, I won't be that happy to answer anything headed out of that one. I'm just, I'm just so sick of it, man. I'm so sick of being a part of somebody else's storybook ending. It's getting really frustrating. Every game, the every week, the Yankees have a game that is an embodiment of the fall plans Delta variant meme. We were coming for something. We ended up with nothing. This team is in a better position for the playoffs than they were a month ago, two months ago. Absolutely. Anthony Rizzo will come back. Garrett Cole will come back. 
Jordan Montgomery will come back. Corey Kluber looked terrible in his rehab start, uh, like five hits and an inning and a third and four walks. Awful. So, But he's theoretically coming back. Luis Severino is coming back. Gary Sanchez is coming back. Gio Urshela is coming back. Labor Torres is coming back. Although Tyler Wade is out playing Labor Torres, so who, who knows uh, who you want to see there. Players are coming back, and they're a game behind the Red Sox in the loss column. They play the Red Sox six more times. All you got to do is split that doubleheader, win the game right after, and then win two out of three at Fenway, and then, you know, there are ways, there are paths to the playoffs. Hold off the Blue Jays, etc. I understand. I'm not saying this team isn't going to make the playoffs. I am saying this team is cruising for the worst wild card game loss you will ever see. What about this Yankee season indicates that they're going to go any further than an incredibly dramatic and crushing loss under the circumstances? Before we dive too deep into the loss metrics... Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. That's what you get in the Performance Package 4.0. The new Lawnmower 4.0 has a 4000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when you need it for a more precise shave, as well as a cutting-edge ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology to reduce grooming accidents, a 7000 RPM motor, and a new multifunction on-off switch, which can engage a travel lock. It's also waterproof. If this interests you, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. So, we don't have to rehash the nitty-gritty necessarily. I mean, obviously, uh, an all-time historic moment where with two outs and down three in the ninth, Aaron Judge two-run homer, Giancarlo Stanton two-run homer into the cornfield just over the wall after a Joe Gallo walk. It kind of looked like they were using the rocket balls uh, last night. I don't know about, I don't know if you feel the same way. It kind of feels like nationally televised game. MLB is like, all right, 2019 balls, here you go. But what a moment. Um, what a moment that I did not feel secure with for even one second, knowing Zach Britton was coming in. Uh, he, he entered. Uh, I'm shaking. Just because I just we've done it before, we we've done it, we've done it over and over again. And Britain gets the first out, hot shot ground ball to first. He's facing eight nine, by the way, a pinch hitter and the backup catcher, followed by Tim Anderson. First batter rockets a ball to DJ LeMahieu at first, uh, one out. First two fastballs Britain throws to the backup catcher Sebi Zavala are perfect. O two uh, nails it, uh, throws a ball one two, dribbler to third. Tyler Wade circles the ball, throws him out at first. I thought it was going to be an infield single. Then I saw Wade get the out. Then the ump called foul. And I go, great, we're done. You need these innings to go perfect for the 2021 Yankees or else you're done. And even a ball rolling foul looked like it might be fair where you recorded the second out. That felt like enough to throw the inning off its axis. And sure enough, three straight balls from Zach Britton to Sebi Zavala. Most of them not close after, you know, the delay in the fake throw to first and the play that didn't count. So he walks him and you're like, oh, well, I think, I think that's bad. And the next pitch, Tim Anderson just flips out into the cornfield. Uh, good for Tim Anderson. Love that guy. This could be the crusher. 
They, they could very well could be without Rizzo, without all those guys. They're eventually going to face, you know, I thought the Red Sox were going to win yesterday. Uh, and the Red Sox are, are heading into a baby soft portion of their schedule. So you can't exactly uh, count on Red Sox losses in, in the near future. They're facing the Orioles this weekend. That's a sweep. Uh, I mean, there's no way the Red Sox are losing a home game to the, the goddamn Orioles. Chris Sale's coming back on Saturday. As long as he goes five innings, they're winning that. I mean, it's, don't even think about it. The Rays get the twin. The, you're not even chasing the Rays at this point. The A's get somebody else terrible. After going to Cleveland, it's, I mean, all these teams look better than we do right now. So, um, I mean, there's a reason the Yankees don't look that great. But again, you can't afford... You you can afford to lose that game with Andrew Heaney on the mound, who was a batting practice from the jump. You can't afford to lose that game. We've said it a trillion times. After what they did, especially in the dramatic fashion with which they took the lead back, not a person on earth felt confident with Zach Britton on the mound, whose ERA is now in the sixes. You had Jonathan Loisaga arrested. A lot of people are saying oh, it's not on Boone. You know, the players got to perform. No shit. I mean, obviously the players got to perform. Nobody among us is like, the players have free reign to keep failing. Everything's on Boone. The players, you know, the, they're all bad. No, obviously the players have to perform. This is not groundbreaking. If it, Congratulations on formulating that opinion. But the White Sox kill lefties. Zach Britton has converted one of his three save opportunities this year. He has not been right almost any time he's been placed on the mound. He was given a 5-2 lead in Kansas City on Wednesday, and it turned into, you know, an error was made, but it was first and second one out for Carlos Santana's the tying run. A uh, uh, Taylor made three run lead in Kansas City, and somehow the tying run still comes to the play with one out that inning. He, he turns a double play. Great. Good job by Britain. But he pitched the day before. Loizaga also, I mean, everybody pitched the day before. I don't know why you're not going with two straight days of Loizaga with an off day on Friday, with an off day on Friday, with an off day on Friday. The White Sox kill lefties. Zach Britton is a declining lefty. None of it made sense. I'm sorry. It is on Aaron Boone. You cannot tell me it's not on Aaron Boone. We just accept under Aaron Boone that there are going to be like five or six games lost every year with an inexplicable decision. And you'll just have to go, well, that's the way it is because Aaron Boone's the manager. You know, it's that's tough stuff, but that's the way it is. You know, you just got to lose seven games you shouldn't have lost every single year. No, you don't just have to do that. Sometimes a closer is not going to work, but if the best decision is made and the best plan is laid out, then it, it's much more acceptable. We live in a stupid, ridiculous Yankee world where we're just like, oh, you know, there's like eight losses this year that are on Boone, but you know, that that's the price you pay when you have Aaron Boone as your manager. Guess what? You don't need to have Aaron Boone as your manager. Fireable guy, a man who is fireable, who simply must be let go at the end of the season. But I, I, I saw a list uh, of the worst Yankee losses of this year ranked. I, I'm going to go through it and I'm going to say... I slightly disagree with the tippy top of the list, but it's a good list. So I'm going to give credit to the Phil Nevin resurgence bandwagon. I don't know who tweeted this and I don't, I don't really, I mean, I know who tweeted this. I don't know who the resurgence bandwagon for Phil Nevin is. He, he's not a very good third base coach. I don't know why he gets his own resurgence bandwagon, but here's the list we're working with. Number one, the Altuve collapse in Houston. Yes. Okay. Number two, the angels, Jared Walsh game, the four run lead in the ninth rain. soaked grand slam. Number three, Louisa get Fenway. 4 nothing to make a Herman no-hitter. Number four, last night, Field of Dreams. Number five, Chad Green and Fenway. That's a 3-1 lead. First and second, two outs. Um, and Kike Hernandez ties it, and then Brooks Kriske comes in. Number six, the first Altuve game, his birthday, when he, uh, I believe that home run also came off Chad Green at Yankee Stadium. Number seven, opening day. Very frustrating. Left a lot of men on base. Got reintroduced to the extra innings rule. Um, runs are scoring, and I'm going, what the hell? Why is there already a guy in second? That's why there's already a guy in second, because uh, the rule changed. Number eight, the Aroldis Chapman Mets blown save. Number nine, Justin Wilson down to the last strike. 
getting walked off by Robbie Grossman in Detroit. Number 10, Aroldis Chapman's meltdown uh, in Minnesota. So I'm going to rearrange this only slightly. Um, I think uh, bump the Twins and Tigers both up over the Chapman game. Um, I think the Justin Wilson game is easily eighth and maybe seventh. I think being, I think being a strike away from getting out of extra innings with the tying run standing on third and lose it. You know, what makes the Justin Wilson game so bad was he lost a strike call in there. He had strike three on with two strikes in the, in the bottom of the 10th. He had it. I mean, he threw, he threw it. He threw a called strike three. The umpire goes, no, I'm not giving it to you. And then like right after that, he loses the plate. And then there goes a home run in the left field. We lose the game. So I'm bumping that one all the way up to seventh and maybe up to sixth ahead of the Altuve game. I'm going to be honest with you because that one stung. But again, the Yankees had made their statement. Uh, they refused to get pushed around by the Astros, which is a surprise because they always get pushed around by everybody. Astros come into the Bronx. The Yankees take the first two. That was impressive. Uh, they lose the third one horrible it's a Garrett Cole game it's like 4-2 at some point can't lose that game but they, they win two big games in that series I'm actually going to say I'm moving yeah I'm moving the Justin Wilson game all the way up to sixth because of the sheer reversal and the heartbreak of being like one strike away oh my god like there's no way he like so we're up one and the tying runs allowed to start at second base and you go oh there's no way Justin Wilson gets out of this this guy stinks and then you go out one you go okay, okay. out two okay all he needs is strike three he gets it doesn't get the call walk off home run horrible game that's six for me. Altuve seventh. Uh, the Twins blown save goes ahead of opening day two. Opening day just very run of the mill, frustrating. A terrible introduction to a team that's ended up being annoying all year. That goes nine for me. And uh, the Mets blown save is, is is in the top ten here, but it only goes tenth for me. Again, they they won the second game of that doubleheader. Fallacy of the predetermined outcome. You don't know what's going to happen. Aroldis Chapman blowing a one run lead, then the bullpen imploding. It's like eh, all right. I mean, you know who Garrett Cole was bad in that game. That game was like, eh, all right for me. A classic loss. A loss that's just like, yeah, you know, bad. Wish we could have won. But there's nothing. There wasn't that much that was 2021-ish about that loss. It was just like, okay, lost it. Lost it. I mean, that's not great. Wish we won. We didn't. Also, blowing the save immediately helps. Just like one run lead for Rollins Chapman. Can he hold it? Oh, nope. No, he can't. He already didn't. Uh, so we're left with the top five. I, I think most people are going to have this top five. Uh, the 7-2 Altuve game in Houston, the Angels-Jared Walsh game, Jonathan Loisaga at Fenway, Field of Dreams, Chad Green and Fenway. Um, I'm going to put Chad Green and Fenway. I'm going to agree with fifth. That sucked. But again, that was your run-of-the-mill awful Fenway game. The fact that it started, that's how many Fenway games have we had like that in recent years? A, tr a 10 trillion and, and we almost never do it to the Red Sox uh, on our turf I can remember Mark Teixeira did it to Joe Kelly at the end of 2016 with like a last second grand slam cool uh congrats to Mark Teixeira and that sort of derailed the Red Sox playoff push in 2016 so you're welcome that was cool but that Yankee team was bad we almost never do it at home they always constantly do it to us at Fenway Park so I'll say the Chad Green sticks at five that's relatively run-of-the-mill I'll stick with Field of Dreams at four in terms of sheer frustration it Maybe the vibe was almost higher because I slept through the Jared Walsh game. Um, and I'm, I am i don't regret that at all. I, they had a three-run lead. They were nursing it in the middle innings. And I was like, this feels like a loss. I don't feel good about this. I almost guarantee I'm going to wake up and see they lost. I woke up at 3 a.m. because my body shook me awake. That's exactly what I saw. In terms of emotional release, this Field of Dreams game was damn close to the top. Just in terms of, wait, what that? Oh, my, we're up? Not we are up now. Stanton did that. Like the Stanton home run is one of the most emotionally surprised moments I've had as a baseball fan in a long time. I was shocked. I can't believe my team did that. It was a lot like the DJ LeMahieu homer in 2019. It was like, oh my, oh my God, we just did that. 
and then followed by Zach Britton just absolutely losing losing it to the bottom of the lineup. And then the, basically the one guy you don't want him to face comes up there and does the damage all of us anticipate him probably doing. Um, it, it stung a lot. In terms of pure emotional impact, I think you can make an argument for the Field of Dreams game in second place. However, I do feel like fourth place is probably the right spot for it, considering how hard, like, how long it took the Yankees to get any kind of lead in that game. So you weren't sitting there for three hours going, we got to win, we got to win, we got to win, we got to, I'm a little nervous, but I think we got to win. Oh my God, are you kidding me? We got a loss. That for me is, is the 2021 Yankees mantra in a nutshell. You wait out three hours of baseball before suddenly the gut punch arrives. We're going to take a quick break. I'll finish out the top three when we come back. Jamie's log, progressive. The Harrington's backyard, day 27, 3:33 a.m. 3:33. All those threes mean something, or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's backyard for 27 days now, proving the progressive has 24/7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24/7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 3:33. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers, and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Inks Go Yard podcast. So, yeah, in terms of pure emotional impact and the event space and the fact that we are going to see that Tim Anderson home run forever, you could move the Field of Dreams game up all the way to the second spot. I am content to leave it in fourth, though, considering how hard it was for the Yankees to get that advantage back, how long they held it, like three seconds, we were thinking win because of the pure emotional release, but at no point in the previous three hours were you thinking win, especially when Andrew Heaney is literally just giving you popcorn, going, here you go, here's baseball. You want to hit a baseball? Hey, who wants to hit a baseball? Very far. It's like it's a carnival barker. Like, the, this game had a weird vibe from the jump because there were, you know, actors walking out of cornfields, and Andrew Heaney felt like the paid actor who the director comes out and is like, it doesn't look realistic when you're throwing a baseball. I know you're supposed to be playing a pitcher, but have you ever actually pitched before? Because I'm not buying it. Like, that's what Andrew Heaney looks like. So, I'm leaving this in four, just because I, I didn't think they had the win. I, I The emotional release in the Stanton home run is going to stay with me forever. And then, yeah, game lost. Another loss. Chalk it up. I, I chalked this game up as a loss days prior when the pitching matchups shook out. And you know what? L. Take it. Take another one. Um I'm just going to quibble at the top of this list. Walsh game, horrible. I didn't think anything else could pass the Walsh game until the Altuve 7-2 game, and then the Loisica collapse at Fenway. So I'm going Houston 1. Correct. That's correct. That's That might be the worst regular season loss you will ever see. The Yankees got one out in the ninth inning of that one. Against Astros backups. 7-2. Going into the break. I mean, that is... That is... You can't, that will never be equaled. Do that against the Red Sox, and that's the only way that'll ever be equaled. That was historic. And of course it was him, and this team never trolls successfully to the finish line, and that will stand the test of time as a game that every Yankee fan for 30 years, like, of course we'll remember the Field of Dreams game, but for 30 or 40 years, everyone's going to go, that Altuve game. Oh my God. (laughs) Where were you when you watched the Altuve game? Number two, I didn't think anything was ever going to pass the Walsh game, but I'm going to flip-flop Lasagna and Jared Walsh. That Red Sox game was was absolutely destroying. Destroyed me. It was basically the Altuve game. I, You know, I said the only way anything could ever surpass the Altuve game, if that Red Sox thing happens in the ninth, it surpasses the Altuve game. 
that the Yankees fooled me again that day at Fenway. You, you have to learn to expect these horrible crushing losses in this season because this season is utterly cursed. But that that day they they tricked me. I wasn't watching. I don't like watching Yankees Red Sox games. I certainly was not going to watch. You know, after it became clear that Jimmy Herman was twirling a no hitter in the sixth and seventh, I wasn't going to tune in and change the momentum there. And he gives up a hit to start off the eighth. And someone tells me, oh, it's broken up. And Verdugo, Verdugo broke it up. And I'm like, oh, great, good. Because I actually don't want a Domingo Herman no-hitter on my conscience. They fooled me so hard that I'm like, all right, so he broke it up. All right, good. I'm glad he did that because, you know what? So the Red Sox will get that run across, lead off double. It'll be 4-1, turn a 4-1 over to the ninth, hopefully win it there. And, you know, that's fine. It just felt like that game was cut and dried. It was like Verdugo might score, you know, grounder moves him over, sack fly, single, whatever. Um, but then we'll just win it for one. They tricked, they really did trick me. And then a buddy texted me like, here we go. When I wasn't checking and I was like, okay, so we're so conditioned to expect a loss. How here we go. Are we right now? Is the game tied? That can't be possible. I put the phone down for three seconds. How many guys are on base? And I see it's one guy, you know, Vasquez on first four, two. And I'm like, we can, I think we can get out of that. That sucks, but I think we can get out of that. And then I see, oh, oh, two. Franchi Cordero in play, no out. And then I'm like, all right, now we're done. Oh, my God. We really did it again. Um, the, the Astros game, you know, all these games are horrible. The Walsh game I saw coming, and again, that's why I went to sleep. The second Altuve game and the Lasagna game are, are, are two of the most inexplicable, unpredictable losses in, the reg in regular season history. And to have one of those in a year means it's maybe not a great year. To have two of those in a year means... Something is forever changed within you. When you have two of those in one season, it's like your DNA has been has been rearranged somewhat. Those are world historic disasters. And we've got at least two. Walsh is probably three. Field of Dreams game is four. Green at Fenway with a 3-1 lead is the kind of thing that usually stick with you. But this year, it's a pretty clear fifth worst loss of the season. And I just want to stop adding to this list. I simply want to stop being the ending to someone else's story. It's always us. Since 2009, 2009 was a brief oasis. Since 2004, it's always us on the other end of someone else's hilarity. 2005 against the Angels, 2006 against the Tigers, 2007 against the Indians, 2010 against the Rangers, we are being laughed at. 2011 against the Tigers again, why can't we hit them? Who knows? Don't know. 2012 against the Tigers, for sure. It's always the Tigers. The Tigers have laughed at us every time they've ever matched up with us in the postseason. 2013, we were the Red Sox punching bag. 2014, we didn't matter at all. 2015, uh, of course, a devastating wildcard game, but extremely boring wildcard game. 2016, Red Sox punched us again. Uh, Hanley Ramirez, a walk-off homer after they were leading, I believe, 4-0 in the 8th or ninth inning of that game, too. Very similar to the Domingo Herman game. 2017, the Astros punked us. 2018, the Red Sox punked us. 2019, the Astros punked us again. 2020, the whole world punked us, capped by the Rays. And 2021 has been the ultimate culmination I just, I just want to, uh, one year, one year where the storybook ending is ours, where it's finished, where it's done, where the book closes and everybody across baseball has to go. We got to give the Yankees that one. We have to give it to one year moratorium on Yankees jokes. We have to give it to them. This year is poised to have the most crushing ending yet. And if you don't believe that you're not a real Yankee fan, it's probably going to lead 
to some Aaron Boone house cleaning. Brian Cashman redeemed himself with his deadline. I don't think there's any way for Aaron Boone to redeem himself at this point. And if you haven't seen the toxicity created by Aaron Boone's managerial malfeasance in recent weeks and months, there's just something blatantly wrong with this team. They are relying on the wrong people in the wrong circumstances. They have an extremely promising future that has been opened back up by an unbelievable minor league season with performances from Anthony Volpe and Ken Waldachuk and you know, pitchers that we we never thought we could rely on, like Beck Way at the lower levels, Matt Sauer's been hot, Jansen Junk we traded, unfortunately. Look, he's out of my mouth before the thing even ends. We 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 goddamn traded him. But there's there's pitchers across Randy Vasquez. There's a ton of people who've reopened the window. Volpe, Wells, you know, Oswald Peraza who traveled with the team, Everson Pereira. People are cr- Josh Bro. People are crushing the baseball. There are Yankees minor leaguers. Jason Dominguez, who who are going to make an impact very soon. Aaron Boone cannot be the manager when they do because there's something rotten here. People show up to the big league roster. The wrong people are put in the wrong situations. The, the, the acceptance and acquiescence to the mean of losing these horrible games, it's just it's too much now, and we have to change the expectations. That is it for this edition of the Inksco Yard Podcast. Do you agree with our rankings of the worst losses? Do you agree with the Phil Nevin Resurgence Bandwagon's rankings of the worst losses? Chime in with us. Let us know how you're feeling, how you're vibing. Much needed Friday off day. I will not talk to you on Monday either. We'll be back on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday next week. On Friday, Thomas Caradante returns. On Wednesday, I think I'm going to have a very special guest for you along with a recap. And Tuesday, we'll do the whole weekend. There's going to be a Red Sox doubleheader on Tuesday. Better get ready. So we'll do the weekend recap on Tuesday. Sox doubleheader talk on Wednesday. Plus, I believe a guest. I believe. Hopefully. And Friday, Thomas returns fresh from his honeymoon. Hopefully, he's not watching most of what he's missing. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinerb. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinerb. You can find all of us on Twitter at YanksGoYardFS. That's a shared account. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review. Let us know how you're vibing. What are the worst losses of the season? Please chime in. Until then, enjoy your weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.